Wait, that's a myth? Yeah. And but many... I love me some weekend sleeping. I know you do. Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Hey, honey. Hey, Shannon. How are you doing today? I'm great. Another Monday is here. Did you have a nice weekend? Yes. Uh, we went to play board games at a friend's place, and we played board games all day, and then we got to play another game, the Game of Thrones, yeah. where we all watched the second episode of the Game of Thrones. That was my favorite game, I think, of the day. Yeah, we had a board game extravaganza. Yeah. We got a new five-star review. That's right. From Stu Potter. Thanks so much, Stu. We really appreciate it. Super appreciate it. If you have some time on your hands, which we know you're busy, but if you don't mind, we would love it if you could get on to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. It helps the show and it means a lot. That's right. And if you want to talk to us about anything, you can reach out to us on email or on social media. On Twitter, I'm at Shannon Ray Green. And I'm at Dusty Terrell. And you can email us at I tell my husband the news at usatoday.com. I know, I know, we say this every week, but we really want to hear from you guys. We have to make a plug for it because it makes us so happy to hear from listeners. Cats are paying attention to you, even if they act like they don't care, a study suggests. This was written by my colleague, Joel Shannon. He writes, A new study says that cats can learn and react to the sound of their own name. It also claims to be the first experimental evidence that cats can discern human speech. The results were published in the journal Scientific Reports, and they do not suggest that cats can attach meaning to words or understand their name refers to their identity. That's according to researcher Atsuko Salto of Sofia University in Tokyo. Rather, Japanese scientists documented that cats reacted differently to their own name as compared to other words. They perked up. Saito explained that this happens because the animals hear their name often and begin to respond to the word. Cats learn that their name is often followed by rewards such as food or play, but sometimes before negative events like a visit to the vet. Monique Udell studies animal behavior at Oregon State, and she said that the new study confirms that, quote, Cats are paying attention to you, what you say and what you do, and they're learning from it, unquote. The study used four experiments with 16 to 34 animals in its analysis. In those experiments, researchers used the cat's owner's voices in some situations and a stranger's voice in others. Cats who lived in homes and at cat cafes were studied. The study reads, quote, From the results of all experiments, it thus appears that at least cats living in ordinary households can distinguish their own names from general words and names of other cats, unquote. Dogs' ability to learn human words has been extensively researched, and the authors cited evidence that dogs could learn hundreds of words. And while the study's authors say some cat owners have reported that their pet has learned multiple words, little research had previously been done to verify those observations. 
I think our cats kind of know their names. When we say them, which we say them a lot, they kind of move their ears at us. They might not look at us or or react in any other way, but I, I would say perking up is a good uh, explanation of what they do. Otherwise, they generally don't seem to care. <laughs> I mean, I think they care when we clap or like tap on the table a bunch of times because they're up somewhere that they shouldn't be. Clapping is really what we use to get them to listen to us. Yeah, the loud noises. Yeah. I feel a little bad about it. It makes me worry for their tiny little ears. But they'll be fine. They need to get off of there. <laughs> I would love it if every time I said Lily or like Lily come cuddle or Lily like that would be so cool. Shannon, you're on her schedule. She's not on yours. And honestly, if if Lily were a dog, and she might just want to cuddle with me all the time, and I've got a busy schedule too. That's right. I do want to go on the record and say that our cats greet us at the door almost every time we come in. And also they follow us around the house. They really do, yeah. They, they're social creatures. They like being around us. They have to be wherever we are. Yep. And I think sometimes that's, that's just involves staring at us oddly, <laughs> but I just like scientific validation that cats can learn and do respond. You know, let's do more cat studies. You know, it's not yeah. all about dogs. Yeah, I'm tired of those dog people holding it over us. Yeah, cats are kinda smart. <laughs> <laughs> A study warns that these myths about sleep are hurting your health. Is one of the myths that you need it because you don't need it. What? Why are you? I'm going to stop it. I think I'm giving up on it. What? Why? Actually, I could go to sleep right now. I know. I, <laughs> I know. You look like you I'm might want to. I'm interested in it. <laughs> this was written by my colleague Ashley May. She writes: Snoring is harmless. Five hours of sleep is enough. Alcohol before bed helps. These are all sleep myths debunked as false. Who thinks that these are true? That I think these are. I thought these were generally known as bad. I was hoping that you were going to say all this stuff is fine because these are regular activities that <laughs> you don't often have alcohol before bed. No, you do snore, and I also snore. But it has happened before. <laughs> That's true. They were all debunked as false in a peer-reviewed study that published last Tuesday in National Sleep Foundation's journal Sleep Health. After reviewing more than 8,000 websites, researchers at New York University School of Medicine identified 20 sleep myths and debunked them using a falseness scale and a panel of sleep experts. Rebecca Robbins is a lead investigator and a postdoctoral research fellow at NYU Langone Health. She said in a statement, quote, Sleep is a vital part of life that affects our productivity, mood, and general health and well-being. Dispelling myths about sleep promotes healthier sleep habits, which in turn promote overall better health, unquote. Myths spanned sleep duration, sleep timing, behaviors during sleep, daytime behaviors related to sleep, pre-sleep behaviors, and brain function and sleep. They included during sleep the brain is not active, sleeping in during the weekend is a good way to ensure you get adequate sleep. Here's looking at you, Dusty. Wait, that's a myth? Yeah. And but many, I love me some weekend sleeping. I know you do. And many adults need only five or less hours of sleep for general health. 
So let's get started debunking this stuff. Snoring, while cited as annoying for bed partners, also was viewed as mostly harmless in searches. Researchers cited that snoring is a primary symptom of obstructive sleep apnea and could place individuals at high risk for cardiovascular problems. Doesn't everybody snores, don't they? I don't know. Some people worse than others. I feel like your snoring doesn't bother me. Our cats snore sometimes. Lily. Lily for sure. (laughs) Napping in the afternoon also was debunked as unhealthy when it is habitual. Researchers say this is because napping can enable nighttime insomnia. You and I both don't take afternoon naps. You do. You did on Saturday. Yeah, but it's, I don't think that's habitual. I don't have it every weekend. But it was nice. I liked it a lot. Alcohol should not be viewed as a sleeping aid. As researchers said, it often causes sleep disturbances in the second half of the night and can negatively impact REM sleep. Ooh, you're not going to like this one. The idea that hitting the snooze button could be better than waking up when the alarm first goes off also was deemed false. I love that snooze button. I know you do. You used it this morning. I think I always knew that it was bad, but it's just something about it is just so satisfying. Wow, this is interesting what kind of problems it causes. According to the study, fragmenting sleep like this can decrease mental flexibility and negatively affect mood. My mental... Flexibility? My mental flexibility is fine. (laughs) I can... I can twist my brain in all kinds of ways. (laughs) I've literally used the snooze button since I was in high school. I know it's a bad habit of mine, but I really like it. Do you think it negatively affects your mood? No, my mood's fine. (laughs) Watching TV before bed, exercising within four hours of bedtime, and keeping a warmer bedroom for better sleep also were found to be false. Some myths did cause disagreement between experts, and study authors suggest more research should be done. A third of U.S. adults say they do not get the recommended amount of sleep each night, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. For adults, that's at least seven hours a night. Well, I was hoping this article was going to be like, either you need to sleep like 12 hours a day or you need to sleep like no hours a day. That's what I was hoping for. (laughs) Why would they say no hours a day? Where in your head did you ever think that that would make sense? I don't know. Maybe we could evolve out of not needing to sleep anymore. Dusty. I like sleeping, but think about all that, all the stuff you could do if you didn't have to. Oh, I would love it. Yeah. You get like a whole half of your day back. That would be great. It's kind of sweet that everyone needs, sweet and tender almost that everyone needs to sleep, but it's also like a big, big time suck. (laughs) And last today, we've got the lightning fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Jenna Bush Hager reveals she's very pregnant. Who cares? Game of Thrones recap, a masterful episode. Masterful? I watched it. I would have liked to see more battle. I'm excited for next week's episode. If they give it to you, what if they don't give you a battle? I thought this week's episode was a little bit of a snooze fest. It was it was emotional, it was sweet, but it was just like a big old lead up. 
It was a big old lead up. But I like those like those final nights, the last hurrah. You know, I love that. Yeah, that's great for like, I don't know, 10 minutes, not for a whole hour. I liked it. Masterful at being boring, maybe. Oh my gosh. There wasn't even a single dragon in the episode. Who cares about that? I'm going to wear a t-shirt that says, more dragons, please. Jessica Simpson shows off newborn and family photo. Who cares? Could Phoenix and Tucson merge by 2040? You know, Shannon, I'm from a small town in Arizona between those two cities called Casa Grande. And I feel like it's kind of rude that they're that those two cities are just going to take over Casa Grande. <laughs> Why isn't that article titled, Could Phoenix, Casa Grande, and Tucson Merge? Former convict becomes a top student in the nation. That's nice. Buy it online or at the store? A guide. Online. <laughs> Target's car seat trade-in event returns Monday. What can I trade it in for? A, a car? A board game? No, thank you. A welder from Louisville and a Game of Thrones fan built an iron throne for his wife. You know, the thing about that iron throne, it doesn't look like it'd be all that comfortable to sit on, you know? (laughs) You gotta make sure that all those swords have been pointed the right direction and maybe maybe smoothed down a little bit because you don't want (laughs) to... You don't want to sit on the wrong end of a sword, if you know what I mean. How come you never made me a throne before, Shannon? Um, couldn't I be asking you the same question? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, neither I of no us... have no ability to. Yeah, neither yeah. of us are welders, so uh, okay. that's a that's big... That's a good... That makes that's sense. That's a big clue to why, I think. Next week on I Tell My Husband the News... Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. <laughs> I Tell My Husband the News is part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.